the slash and burn Cali Ma seasons. We've been watching them go past us now, kind of in rapid fire. It's like you kind of get a couple feet on the ground, not really, almost. You feel like you're about to, and then all of a sudden it's time to tear a bunch of stuff down again. We haven't had kind of a long building season in a while. Maybe I'm speaking for myself. Maybe you've been building just fine. Maybe, maybe you've just been thriving. And for some reason, I can't seem to get my feet underneath me. But I, I know what's happening, and I'm holding kind of the details privately because it's personal life events. And I allude to them, and I don't talk in depth about them, and I tease and poke around them. But, hi, guys, do it. My little dog is waiting for his food. He's waiting for his food. You want your food, little Baxi? We soak his food in hot water. Huh. Mocha doesn't get hot water food. No. Mocha got big, strong teeth. Even though my son did just point out that she's getting old. And that freaked me out because... Well, we got her. Oh, look at that. Okay, that's enough of that. Oh, those look pretty done. I'm not making anything terribly exciting. Well, it's exciting for us. We like them. Um, we just kind of got back onto uh, Pillsbury croissant rolls. And I know, I know. I, I feel, should I talk in depth about diet? I've already jumped around so much. I'm supposed to only be speaking about the future. And here I am constantly talking about what I've used to do and what I've done. But then I find myself, if I start speaking about the future, I'm reminded how unsure the future is, how we don't know what's going to happen, how anything could happen, how, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell her your plans. Can we talk about moving forward the things? Stop doing this. I'm in the middle of a podcast oven. Never heard the damn thing beep so much in my life. What are the things stopping us from success? Taking the time to do things well. It just takes a little more time. It's, if you want to do something well, you have to devote more time to it. Hi, Beluga! How are you doing, Boogie Boogie? Boogie Woogie 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 Woogie. You're building stuff. Uh, My son is getting to the age where he like, builds and does things and thinks, Mocha, you follow me around when you need mamas. Just pets. It is raining like crazy. We woke up to rolling thunder. I haven't heard rolling thunder, I feel like, in years. And my giant chihuahua is what I call our um, big male pitbull. He's like 90 pounds. Um, how we got him is a really, really cool story. He was a Craigslist find. Um, we already had Mocha, who was a shelter dog, who was, um, I was watching on the internet. We had just lost our two dogs. We still had Baxi. I've had Baxter for like 10 years. Like 10 years, little boy. Huh. Now his face is white. It used to be black. Now he has a little white mask. And just a little black on his nose instead of an all black face with a little white is on his mouth. 
So we got Mocha because I was watching her on the internet and she, I think they said she was a stray and she was so pretty. I've always loved the brindle coloring and I know, I know. When you get into dog rescue, it gets very frustrating when people start talking about the way dogs look because you're trying to save lives and then you hear something about, you know, looking for a specific breed or, you know, I'd have to put in a new back fence and that's like $200 and you just want to scream because you're literally bleeding blood, guts, and glory to save these animals and you run into people with these little things that feel like excuses to you. Because their energy is not in that area. There are little things that stop them in that area because their energy is somewhere else. We don't know where it is. If you know them, you might know. But you usually don't know. Like, there was just some dude that worked... Well, let's be honest. In our personal lives, how often do we hear a story about somebody where we're totally shocked that it happened to them or that they did it? As I get older... Mocha! Nope! You leave that cookie there. That's why you're coming to me. You're a good girl. I figured out why she was following me, folks. The child had left a Milano cookie. Since you asked, you can sit. Can you sit down to eat? Because you've got to be polite. If we're not calm when we eat, then we can hurt each other. And one of the things, living all together and being family with different species, needs... Not hurting each other when we eat. It's one of the downfalls of doggy society. Why humans can't just live like doggies. You hurt each other too much. We know that getting hurt like that, it's just too dangerous. You get infections. You gotta learn how to do the medicines. Then you can get hurts. I love that scene. Do you guys remember that movie Stargate? <coughs> the original one. I guess they've done a bunch of stuff since then. But they had the movie Stargate where they, uh, the guy gets hurt and he, like, wakes up. Is it Luke Perry? God, I wish it was Luke Perry. I don't think it is, though. God, I loved Luke Perry so much. I still want a Donna Martin Graduates t-shirt, by the way. 90210 was pretty much my jam. Even secretly. That's what I was saying. We never know what people are really like. We're surprised, and then we're not surprised, and we're, I don't know, we see it coming, but we never really thought it'd get that far. And I was telling my husband last night, you know, my parents when I was younger used to say things like, you know, this habit this person has, or this, you know, tendency or whatever, it might be cute when they're 15, 16, even 20, but it's going to start getting less cute when they do this stuff. And damned if they weren't correct. We're just at, uh, you know, I'm 35. Um, and I, we're just watching the not cute stuff happen. You know, we're, we're maturing in a, a world that's never existed before. Or it's always existed. I don't we're, Let's speak on kind of a micro here. Time-wise. My flippin' oven is beeping again. I don't even know what to do. I'll do something about it later. Oh, my giant chihuahua. So the thunder rolls through. And my 90-pound chihuahua. My, my beautiful puppy that we got to be Mocha's best friend. And a boy dog for all the boys in our house. Because 
I went and adopted Moko and she started um, showing major signs of depression, essentially, uh, and anxiety. So kennel life is really hard for dogs. Um, it's isolating. Um, some of them have lived on the streets their whole life, so they're used to running around, and then all of a sudden they're kept there and they're told what to eat and everything. It's, it's jail, and they're there for various reasons. Some of them have had families their whole life. Um, it's really sad and working, uh, at, I worked at a few different animal places, but the one place I worked that took in strays, I'm going to be vague on purpose because I just, I don't want to put my attention into any one group because it's all of them. Um, you have kind of two choices when you work with animals in those situations or even with people. Um, you can either get desensitized or you can, uh, drain until you die um, and then very few people find a way to stay compassionate because you have so little control in ways that you can help and there's so much suffering um, I have never worked in a care facility for senior citizens that I felt should still be open and I've worked in some very expensive very nice ones I have never seen actual proper care for elderly people around the clock um, maybe you have. Maybe I'm wrong. But let me tell you what I know. And this might scare you. You might know somebody that's in a home right now. Go check on them. Randomly show up. Um, because I watched people that were slipping into depression. And so they didn't want to eat and drink. And they would, um, like, you know, be showing signs of dehydration and stuff. Because they weren't drinking or eating. And so people would just hold them and shove glasses up to their face. And waterboard them, essentially because it's their job. And those jobs are not allowed to unionize. Um, I worked in three different facilities and all of them in the first hiring meeting, like when they're first telling you to get the job, let you know that you can't unionize because they just can't afford it. Somehow every other industry that doesn't charge $40,000 a month, and yes, I know it's expensive to keep people, but I also know what these people drive and what they do and what's important to them. And it's not the people in these facilities. And there's so much room to improve that area. And I'm so looking forward to what people will do because during the fire recently, um, we just had the company, one of our most expensive care homes in the area, admitted that they didn't even warn some people before the employees left during the fire. They just left them in their facility. Some of them had private little homes like on the grounds, you know, like it's like separate. And they just left them. They didn't even wake them up. Because the jobs are minimum wage, almost exclusively. Okay, so who's going to be able to take a minimum wage job? Those jobs, minimum wage is supposed to be reserved for jobs that require little to no training. And are there for people that either are not going to be living alone anyways because they're not suited for it for whatever reason. They're going to be interdependent. They're going to work for, you know, make small amounts of money. There's just those people that are going to do that for whatever reason. And, you know, we all choose that or don't choose it at times in our life. We make more or less. Then there's going to be the people that are just entering and they need a little bit of experience and some, somebody, some reference that says, you know, they showed up on time. They did a great job. And so... 
when you have a minimum wage job that requires an extensive amount of compassion and self-work and taking care of human beings at the, I'm tempted to say lowest point in their life because they're alone. Their family left them there. And we can cage that however we want, but work there in the middle of the night, it's hard. Um, I'm not saying bring human sacrifice back, but I think that the more I listen to historians and archaeologists and anthropologists talk about human sacrifice and what they've found, I think it's time for some people to go and they know and they talk to the spiritual leaders and they know and they have a ritual and they go. Um, There's really nothing terribly dignified going on um, when people are just really strapped up and medicated and by themselves and hanging on by a thread for a really long time and the employees are all stretched and bent and literally can't feel anything because if they start they'll collapse it's terrible I've rarely been as shocked and sad as I have been working in places where people go before they die. Um, And I went because I thought I'd be well suited. Uh, I have a lot of training in communication. I have a lot of, all through school, I was a peer counselor and I was worked, you know, volunteered with animals and did all that stuff. And I actually thought, oh, you know, this is such a specialty job. They must make decent money. And it's not there. And it's largely, and I think we all know this, right? We all make jokes about it in sitcoms and stuff. It's largely um, immigrant population that works there because it's minimum wage. And with minimum wage jobs, so if you're hiring people and your psychology is I'm only paying them a small amount, you're going to hire people you only want to pay a small amount. And a lot of these people are paying... The, look up how much it costs to be at a care facility. It's all across the board, but it will blow your mind. How much it pay, people are paying to have people there. And there are some people taken care of really well. But you better be a favorite. I'll say that. That's everywhere in life, huh? And now when I'm reading about... Reading... Why people were leaving Europe. And willing to go leave everybody, risk their lives, all this stuff, and the reasons they left. Holy shit. You know who's been lying to us? It's not white men. Well, I mean, some of them are. It's basically England, right? And then to Rome. Because, holy shit. The history is just so much bigger. And it's important to know. And I think we we got to a place where we thought maybe it wouldn't be important to know. All of us individually at different times. And societally at different times. Societally? Where maybe it's just better not to know. But listening to past life regressions and 
than near-death experiences? I'll tell you right now. All of them say gather information. No. No, no. Gather information. Touch the dirt. That's what I'm hearing over and over again. Why don't I do readings out loud anymore? Um, because it damn near ruined my life when I did them last time. What? What do you mean? Love and light. Yeah, well, some people don't like that. In the real world, uh, as much as we all try and picture a different one, it is slow moving. It is on a path of sluggish fucking roll. And it makes me crazy and I want to wrap a chain around it and drag it. Which is what it feels like it's doing sometimes. And I just have to remember to let it flow. And that there are still countries where I could be killed for doing readings. And there are still people who think that I should be ostracized for doing readings. Or that I should just stop. And so I tried that method. And it was terrible. And I don't think it was them not liking readings that kind of wrecked things for me. I think it was my vulnerability to believing them that that was true. And a lot of that came from working in those facilities. Because I was fucking emotionally wrecked. I never sat and watched somebody die before. I don't think. No. That was the first time I watched a person die. I've watched lots of animals die. Just because of the jobs I did. Not like a weird psycho way or anything. I'm kind of the one they come to. I know he's... Hi, honey. I'm not going to give you cookie right now. It's not good. For the doggies. <laughs> we got to go on more walks. I'm sorry. She doesn't like it. I'll give you croissant in a second. I share food with my dogs. My dogs live a long time, so if you want to talk shit about it, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I know it's not good for them. They still live as long as anybody else's, if not longer, so. Wash, it ain't good for us, I guess. Is that the next thing to go, our idealism? Start getting really rooted in our reality so that we can flow along with it because it's hard to flow along with something you're lying about hmm? I went river rafting once and I got thrown from the boat I landed on top of a friend of mine who was had already landed on a rock and if it had been the other way around I would have died my mom is terrified by that story I never told it that way but I heard when I told it my usual way I heard it that way from her eyes. <laughs> I told it very excited. I rode the biggest rapid on the American River and one of the highest years on record without a boat or a helmet. <laughs> I had a life jacket though. And I'm not totally an idiot. But for a while I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that all the time. I'm kind of like, oh, I'll probably ne never, ever, ever go rafting again. Mm. I just got the correction in my head, though. I will go rafting again. When my kids are older, I'll go with my sons. Because I got some wild boys that'll want to go rafting, and they um, hashtag reacts. They love my react. So. Oh, hello. Are you going to come down this way? Mm-hmm. I'm watching the stuffed animal parade come down off my bed. Family
family bed so important? It's been really downgraded in the name of kind of puritanical beliefs. I remember I was like 13 or 14 and I found this book in uh, Barnes and Noble. They had just opened Barnes and Noble. It was such a big deal. And it has the first Starbucks I had ever seen in person. I'd only seen them on TV. And I got a mocha and I felt amazing. I've felt that way every time I got it too. I fucking love Starbucks. I love happiness, joy, and companies that really do things for people. And they really do. I was just talking about really shitty employers. Let me tell you who's not. Starbucks is cool. I mean, they're, again, a low-end job. They don't pay a whole bunch. You can work your way up, though. If you want to have a Starbucks career and you do it, you'll get it. They'll educate you. They'll hand you everything you want. They absolutely will. And they probably won't totally screw you over in the end. I very rarely saw anybody get fired, and there was quite a few people that probably should have been (laughs) for various reasons. Oh, it's starting to rain really hard now. Um... There was a story I learned when I worked there about uh, some flooding in South America and all these farms had been lost and all the coffee growers were basically fucked and Starbucks was the only one that went down there and I'm sure they got, you know, a bunch of contracts out of it, but they were the only one that went down there and did cleanup. Everybody else cut and run. I don't even know if that story is true. That could be total bullshit, but here I am spreading it and now it's part of our urban lore. That's how easy it is. It's either very important on the micro to watch what we say or extremely unimportant and doesn't matter at all on the macro, meaning on a long enough timeline, we all die. What we say doesn't matter, but it does matter, but it doesn't matter. Isn't that fun? You can make it matter or not matter as much as you want. Have a little slider scale. It super matters. Everything matters. We want good on the earth. Not bad. Every flap of a butterfly's wing. Oh, doesn't matter. Earth's going into the sun anyways. Universe will eventually die, right? Long enough timeline? Or is forever forever in this tense? Oh, man. See? Doesn't matter. It is dumping ass rain outside. Go get it, Mocha. No way, bitch. You go pee outside. I know. We need to get an indoor situation for dogs. We need to figure something out for you guys. Making them go outside in the rain just starting to feel mean. And my giant chihuahua will just hold it for life. <gasps> Do you see it out there? You see all the rain? <laughs> oh, well. Well, well, well. 23 minute mark. Here we are. This is usually when we cut it off. I don't know if that's good or bad. I told myself earlier I kind of wanted to make a marathon of it. Go for it. Maybe we'll do that. How would we do that? What do you want to talk about? My go-to topics that I never talk about, but I'm su- I feel like I'm supposed to. Tarot, Reiki, ghosts. Hmm. Are ghosts real? Yeah, they're real. We all know they're real. They're just, we just don't understand. There's clearly something going on. 
You know how many people there are that talk to ghosts? Oh my god. You can you can't throw a rock in any direction on Instagram without hitting somebody who does mediumship. We don't need to treat it like it's weird anymore. Pretty amazing. Thank you, Instagram. I feel like Instagram's like single-handedly normalizing a lot of things. Whereas Facebook is just dividing the shit out of everybody. I just always feel like a <laughs> Did you guys see uh, Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart? And he goes, first of all, fuck Mark Zuckerberg. I feel that way sometimes, Mark. I'm pissed. I feel like Mark does not respect me as a person. Or think about how his actions will affect my kids. I think that companies take on kind of the attributes and everything of their leaders of their creators just like anything else and I think Facebook is about as Mark Zuckerberg as it gets I think he thinks it's kind of funny that people are stupider than him we all have an inner Mark Zuckerberg part of us that goes (laughs) idiots while those people are going "Hmm, fucking you dork at best dork would probably be the nicest thing you get called But, you know, we all have that little part of us that just wants to make the money, do things our way, and have everybody live life the way we think it should be lived, because that makes it sound and feel like it would be easier for us, but it wouldn't be. Have you ever tried to make all the decisions for somebody else? Not, I mean, even with your kids, like, you know, where you you have to decide all the things. Do that times, like, you know, the world. No. You're going to fuck it up and then it's all going to be on you. We know one leader won't work. We know that. Oh, man. Know what I saw last night? (sighs) You guys. You guys. There is no Illuminati. But there is Illuminati. And it's everywhere. I got this whole, it just all clicked into place. So I, for a long time, was really into um, looking up all the, it started with, you know, all the emails, the WikiLeak kind of emails, and I was already very into politics and everything, and I was already very into watching, you know, the stuff go down on C-SPAN, and then seeing what the news said about it, and how those were different, and I made this big sign I wrote out, um like all of Psalms or some shit. I don't even remember right now. It was years ago. Whenever uh, Obama won the second time. That's when I was. Um, So I wrote them out and then I cut, I filled like a page. Then I cut out the letters for Mark 536, the do not fear, only believe. And then I made this big sign um, using all the newspaper articles from that election like as a background. I don't love it. It's been kicking around my house. It needs a frame super bad. I just talked to my husband about that. And my relationship with the Christian Bible has kind of gone back and forth. I don't have an issue with the fact that spiritual people wrote shit hell long ago and that we read it and refer to it. I have an issue with The whole, like, it began with them and ended with them part of it. Because, like, clearly it didn't. 
Like, unless you just stay in your bubble. Like, you have to not allow people to read certain books and go on the internet in order for them to believe that it started and ended with Abraham. Because it didn't. Or Adam and Eve. I mean, Adam and Eve, I think that's like a massive analogy and has happened in numerous ways and happens in lots of ways every day. And I have lots of stuff around that. I think I sent Diane, maybe, Urban Siren a while back. I wrote a short story, like, from the perspective of Eve. And I think I sent it to her. Maybe it was on my blog. And she's just the one I talked to about it. I don't remember. It's been lifetimes. There was an Olympics this year, people. An Olympics. I couldn't remember where it was. Did I already talk about this? Did we talk about this on the podcast the other day? I can't remember. It was in South Korea. This year, 2018. Totally forgot. But then, once I remembered, I remembered. Hi, Bobo! I don't know. We've been homesick for days. Before that, it was all the smoke. We had to stay indoors. Now it's pouring ass rain. And I've gotten a ton of shit done. And our house is really kind of coming together. And always, because I rearrange a lot, move things around a lot. Um, whenever we get to this point where I'm starting to feel content with it, I start feeling like we're going to have to move. You know, my job's almost done. So I can feel myself ready to etch-a-sketch it. Like, just shake it down. I'm starting to get short-winded. So I'm following, supervising the baby while I'm talking to you guys. And having been sick. It, uh, yeah. And then I just saw something that was like, if you're Neptune-sensitive, which... If, uh, Sevignon, if you're listening to this, or Titty Jesus, or anybody that would like to tell me how to find out if I'm Neptune-sensitive. <laughs> uh, it said if you're Neptune-sensitive, you may be feeling sick right now, because you're going to be burning a lot of shit off that you store in that house or something. Astrology's not my area. What are you doing? Mocha's barking. Do you want to do Stickers? Did you want to do stickers? Here, let me go feed Baxter and then we'll do stickers. Then we'll do some stickers. We'll do some stickers. We like our stickers. They stick on stuff. Where'd he go, Momo? Where's Baxter? Oh, do you go outside? All right, then I'm not going to feed him right now. Then I'm not going to feed him because he's outside. He's a good boy. Go outside in the rain. Oh, don't you put anything in my coffee. I see. You want to do more stickers? Oh, we got to Don't go breaking my heart. Um. Um. God. I remember we did these uh, presentations in... What grade was that? Seventh or eighth grade? I'll say eighth grade. We did presentations. And when we did these presentations, there was this one girl that had moved from Southern California to our school. And somebody counted, like tallied how many times she said like during her presentation. This is in 96 or 7, which I never thought would sound like a long time ago, but it really does. (laughs) Sounds like a billion years ago. Um, 
but uh, it was something like 91 times, I want to say. I want to say 19 or 91. And that's how that works. I say um a lot. And then my students, when I worked at, uh, I worked at a middle school, I had students that would make fun of me. Kids are really great at pointing out what you do. And one of the things I do is I'll be sitting there and then I'll go, okay. And then I won't do anything. So I'm saying, okay, is like a starter to my process, but I'm not doing anything yet. (laughs) Did you want a cookie? Okay. He's got his guy. Hold on, almost. Um, but yeah, I'd say, okay, kind of apply that energy, but then not go anywhere. I apologize if you're listening live. I just had to take a little break there. Um, but I am back and I'm here and I forgot that I brought up the Illuminati thing and then just like dropped it hard. And now all I can hear in my head is the inner me or what is it? Oh God. The enemy is the inner me. The enemy is the inner me. So <coughs> I was thinking about the other day about all the different <laughs> Illuminati things. And um, if you don't look into that stuff or you think it's silly um, or you call it something else or whatever, you know, I won't go too into kind of specifics because it's honestly kind of fun to look into on your own. And you find stuff and you go, what the shit? This guy is... So this pedophile guy had who on his boat before he was arrested? You know, all that kind of fun stuff. And you start putting the dots together and the less fun parts start surfacing and all of a sudden it starts getting very real. And at that point you start realizing when it takes it out of the mystical and it's real people's stories, you know, that start coming out and stuff. My dad used to say the only the only real monsters are people. He always taught me that the spiritual spiritual stuff it wasn't, you know, dense enough to intercede or you know, as much as people could. You know, we're the we're the power. We're we're the summoning. We have if you read the list of what we're made of, how many minerals and chemicals and everything that's combined to make our bodies and all the functions. I'm extremely concerned about science classes and elementary schools and that sort of thing. I think there's basic information being missed because I saw a video the other day of a guy that said that there is definitely aliens because he took this cranberry juice and looked at it under a microscope and there is nothing alive in it because it's pasteurized cranberry juice. And I'm trying really hard not to say this guy is an idiot because I it was clearly a hole in his, you know, our blind spots that we all have. I talk about all the time. So then he swirls this cranberry juice around in his mouth and he spits it out and then looks at it in the microscope, microscope again and he goes, oh my God, look at all this stuff moving. You know, like what are they putting in our air? This is stuff we're breathing. And he's flipping out and clearly, you know, to me, with my education, 
and everything, you know, my life, I think, you know, I, I've never questioned it. I've seen stuff on TV, you know, the toothpaste commercials and everything. I know that if you look at your mouth under a microscope, there's going to be moving things. And then as I got older, I learned that it was called bacteria and that there's many different things. And then as I got even older, I learned, you know, about all the different biomes on our bodies. I remember looking at my eyelashes under a microscope and then never doing it again. Eyelashes are so funny. Your eyes are a whole world. Like that movie Osmosis Jones. We can really get into imagining that, you know? And we see it as... It's interesting to me that we see it all as orbs. Have you ever noticed, you know, when we look at molecules, it all it's all orbs? And that energy point, you know, that thing on less dense scales, you know, there's whole worlds around those orbs. All the energy that's swirling around, all the rules that they have, it's all like our world in a sense, you know, it's just extremely different. <laughs> and as you, as I was, why was I talking about this with the Illuminati stuff? Oh, because as I was, you know, kind of digesting these personal cases, this pizza place that's just too freaking weird, and the people that run it that are too weird, and the art that they own that is too weird, and then playing with my own judgments as far as, you know, where does this turn into me saying, you can't express yourself, own that, be that way, you know, what age is okay, what, you know, the amount of self-examination that goes on when you're diving into this stuff why do I have this sensibility why did I believe that why did I think that person was looking out for me why did I not know that agency did that or that's what that stood for or why you know why do we walk around acting like things are so different than they appear on paper to be because the paper's old that's the answer that's coming to me Anything physical, it's old, it's history, it's past. Hence, it doesn't feel real anymore because it isn't. We've always already moved past it. And if we're moving forward, which we are here, moving forward. Do you want to do more stickers? Here, I can move these things. Those are kind of in your way, huh? Yeah. Do you want another sticker to put on there? Daddy was so impressed with your stickers. He told me about it last night. He said you showed him. I fell asleep. Last, or night before last, and you showed them all your stickers, and you pointed out all your stickers. Here, whoop! Here, you want this one? Okay, I'm gonna put this one on. If you want stickers, you let me know. I've got them right here. Play with a golf club. This age, I just kind of talk like they're responding. <laughs> it keeps both of us kind of sane. Huh. And I get compliments on my first ones. Um... Speaking skills, a lot. Everywhere besides from his... Well, I guess I get it everywhere. He just has a hard time with his peers in school. It's very angry. I suppose I got angry too, but being a girl, I just expressed it really differently. I had a different chemical makeup that gave me different guidance on where to put it. I always only had really one friend. I mean, I had friends, but like... You know, you had your one friend that you did everything with, kind of, and uh, 
to have that takes a certain amount of keeping it. You know, you have to be a certain amount of mean, I guess, is what I'm saying. Hi, boo-boo. I'm going to take a bite of your cookie. It just looks so yummy. But, so, as I looked into all the stuff and then I started circling back around, started really thinking about my own experience and um, I've worked, I worked in the dining circle at Bohemian Grove out in Rio Nido. I've been in government jobs, not like high up, but you know, working through the schools and I went to like federal, you know, conferences and stuff. And, um, I do a lot of psychic work. <laughs> There's that as well. And I've found with unfailing reliability that whatever you believe someone is up to there is evidence out there that that is true if you believe somebody is trying to do something or did do something there's going to be paperwork websites to corroborate I gotta learn that fucking word this is like the fourth time that's happened on this podcast where I go to say that word and I just can't we all have our blind spots I remember not knowing a song in like fourth grade and this kid made fun of me and I turned and I said so because nobody told me about that song you're gonna make me feel stupid about it and I got so pissed And my older son, the other day, I said something because I got sassy (laughs) with him. And I said, I'm sorry. I said, that was mean. I think I'm just, you know, not feeling well. And he goes, no, I think you're just really good at being mean, so you do it a lot because you like it. I got straight called out by a 12-year-old. Not even 12-year-old. And it was true. And as I looked into all this Illuminati stuff and I did all this deep diving kind of like, you know, when you start reading about missing children a lot. So this is kind of what happened is I had given up my gift to borrow a term used in circles that I don't run in. Why do I have such a hard time? Oh, I don't want to wear pink and swirl in circles and I don't want to hold your hand or tell you things just because you asked me that's what I hate about all group things just because you happen to ask me a question doesn't mean I want to tell everybody here that answer and now if I decline I'm a dick so I've got to get creative and I'm a pretty secretive person for being so out in the open but that's what you'll find with anybody out in the open they're actually extremely secretive. It just seems like they're very they're exposing themselves. It's that counterbalance. Them scales. I'm working on a design in my mind of like a personal scale, like what it's going to look like. I'm having a hard time getting past the Roman version of scales that you see all the time. But I need to predate that and head north. <laughs> so I know I'll come across either something that'll, you know, either jog some sort of memory of something I've seen from early Britain or Ireland. Or uh, we'll just design something and then end up seeing it later, which has happened a bunch of fucking times and it's so crazy. 
And maybe I saw it somewhere and remembered it subconsciously. Or maybe, maybe science is right. When they say our DNA remembers things. What are you looking for? Do you just want to be tickled? Are you trying to get tickled? Oh, you're so cute trying to get tickled. You ran up to get tickled, you cutie patootie. Tickle again? Tickle again? Tickle again? Oh, tickle, 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 tickle. Oh, she can play with her rope. Oh, she can bring her own energy. Nope, you gotta back up. Too close with your rope. Too close, you gotta back up. I know. Tickle, 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 tickle. Yeah. Here, I'll get right here so I'm in between. Now, you can do rope that way. And we have her butt, which isn't playing with a rope, which feels much safer. A dungu. That was a funny noise. A dungu. Oh, I hear a leaf blower. What do you hear? Do you hear a leaf blower too? A Mocha has a rope. She could. You can take that rope from Mocha? Well, she is so nice. She just lets you take that rope. Mocha. Good girl. Good girl. Oh, that's a good momo. Oh, and he dropped it. You get it. Good job, guys. That was so good. I'm going to get you a treat. That was so good. Everybody's so nice. We forget that we're all kind of domesticating ourselves and each other. (laughs) I forget that all the time. And then I had to go, oh, that's right. We're just animals learning. I have a fungus theory. We're basically infected animals. <laughs> something. There's something about the yeast connection, isn't there? There's something there. Notice as society gets alcohol, all of a sudden they're ready to mix with everybody. And I just found out that wine means friend in German. That could even be wrong. But I'm pretty sure I just learned that the other day. Pretty sure that's right. Hey, look, Baxter, food. And food. You want some food? That's Baxter's food. You can't have Baxter's food. Yeah, it's food to Baxter's. Is that what the leaf blower sounds like? Yeah. You want to go in the cabinet? See what's good? What's in the cabinet? You want some of those, don't you? You want some of these? Or some of these? The Himalayan Himalayan potato chips. Would you like some Himalayan potato chips, little baby? Alright, here you go. And then I gotta tell everybody about what happened with the Illuminati. That's what I was telling everybody, huh? That I worked at Bohemian Grove. And they were just nice, normal people. And everybody's different when they're private. Whether they have a secret club or not. And maybe they do crazy bad things and maybe they don't. And maybe people at home that are in no clubs at all do crazy worse things. And maybe they don't. Maybe they do them on a smaller scale, but maybe they do them larger. Maybe they plan things at home when they're alone that if they were in a group where they could secretly discuss these things, 
the group would say, hey man, this is Earth and my kids live here. Don't do that. I think there's wisdom in all religions. Saying all felt hard there. There's some I want to withhold. I found out that in Islam, you are supposed to kill black dogs. Specifically, black dogs. And I have a fucking problem with that. (laughs) The women stuff, I had a problem with. But when it comes to, like, American women who have had freedoms, then choosing Islam, that's their deal. People born into it, I have mixed feelings. I do believe that isolating people from the rest of the world in any way, whether that's cutting off information or blah, blah, especially once they're adults, children, it's, you know, it's playing a game of how much. But if you're isolating adults from the rest of the world, you're a cult. Um, You can't be the truth because you're a dick. Uh, I think it's fundamentally wrong Um, because it takes a level of control that dies with you. So it's not natural. So if once you die, (laughs) once you die, your thing goes away. It's natural because it was part of you. I don't mean that, but it's not, it's not eternal. I think that's what we mean essentially by it's not part of the truth. Like anything built, like, okay, every human tomorrow disappears or tonight while we're sleeping, we just all die. Just everybody just dies, right? Everything we built will eventually turn over in volcanoes. There's no landfill that it's going to survive fucking lava. (coughs) Sorry, guys. That's literally everything that's ever been on earth. So, you know, let them scare you about landfills all you want. But remember, at the end of the day, the earth's going to eat it. It's going to turn it into something else. And I feel like maybe all that plastic in the ocean, hear me out. (coughs) Bacteria is really serious right now, like really serious. And we all hear about the superbugs and all this stuff. What if all the plastic in the ocean and all the plastic we're creating that doesn't allow bacteria to grow is the only thing keeping it from not growing more all over the place? Huh? What if driving cars is keeping volcanoes from blowing because we're taking the oil out and putting the gases into the air ourselves in a safer way than Pompeii? I don't know, guys. It's just the thoughts that come out of my head. I like uh, to liken it to like radio frequencies. You know, you can just kind of, when you meditate for a while, you can get to this place where you just kind of lay and you listen to what's happening in the world. Teal Swan tells a story of accidentally getting an actual radio station. And I love that story. Because shit like that fucking happens. And you can't talk about it everywhere yet. Because there's people that don't understand. Because it's happened to them and it's too scary. They were scared. And there was nobody there to explain it. And that's why it's important that we write. And that's why it's important that we talk. And that's why it's important that we send Mark our recordings daily instead of whenever we fucking feel like it. But really we know it'll still be whenever we fucking feel like it. Because we've tried to force daily and then we're just the monsters we're hating. But if you've got a few bucks to throw at Open Lines Radio, I think you should. And if you've got a few minutes to be nice to a kid or a dog or a plant but mostly yourself, 
I think you should. And if you got an old little dog that pisses all over everything, be nice to him. It's raining. You'd piss everywhere, too. All right, guys. Have a wonderful day, night, year, life. If you'd like to find me on Instagram, please do. It's not that hard. Look into it. All right. I love you and I believe in you. Do wonderful things because it affects all of us too. We're the unicorns and we're people too